Still seeing you, bro. Acme Army Podcast. Unbelievable. Anyway, let's do it, man. Let's rock. I'm excited. This has been a long time coming. 15 years in the making. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious because my wife, you know, I mean, Elaine, in 2005, like nobody knew podcasts yet. And they said, she said, you guys should start a podcast. And that was after a few years of us just uh, talking all the time. You should do a podcast. Well, 15 years later. Hey, this is it. Let's go. All right. Welcome. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Thanks for uh, listening in, everybody. Welcome to the officially unofficial podcast of the Green Bay Packers, coming unedited and unresearched. To all the members of Pack Nation, this is our first authentic attempt at creating a podcast that resembles the phone conversations Eric and I have had over the last 15 years. So uh, here is the host of the Acme Army podcast, Eric Hagee. Yeah, buddy. Here we go. Uh, been talking about doing this forever, and uh, uh, we're just trying to come from a from a perspective that lots of folks other uh, may uh, may feel, but don't really have someone to talk to on a regular basis. And yes. uh, we want to be there for you, and uh, uh, hopefully uh, share stuff back and forth. Yes. I'm gonna turn her back over, uh, and I am uh, calling you from uh, northern Wisconsin, yes. uh, home of the Packers, of course, and uh, Eric is in Philadelphia, so take it away to Philadelphia. Yes, the perspective from the East Coast now, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun one, too. I can't wait to uh, give the angle of the Packer transplant on the podcast because uh, I live vicariously uh, through you most of the time. It's been uh, quite a long time of us having these conversations, so let's bring it to life. Let's bring it to everybody who has had that conversation, wanted to have that conversation, and had not wanted to do the research that all those fine other podcasters have done. Welcome to week two, Green Bay Packers versus the Detroit Lions. Ugh. Eric, sometimes I feel good about Green Bay Packer games. Sometimes after a win like we had last week against the uh, Vikings, when we can stomp on their horns, leave them on Hennepin Avenue face down in a gutter. It feels good. But right now this week, I'm not feeling so good. What are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good, but I'll, I'll remind, uh, remind uh, everybody out there that uh, last year, uh, how many, for how many minutes did the Green Bay Packers lead the Detroit Lions in the two games that they had last year? It's a big fat zero. That's a huge fat zero. Two yeah. Mason Crosby field goals. I, I did steal that information from somebody else that I would attribute to him if I remember <laughs> who it was, but I'm old. Yeah. Anyways, um, Detroit's offense, I think, is going to be fine. Um, the, the holidays out. Our holidays out. I'm sorry? Uh, holidays out. Or Galloway's out, I'm sorry. Galloway's out. Oh, he's, he's officially out. Well, yeah, he's that's, officially that, out. that's a huge help because that leaves yeah. Marvin Jones in the – and the youngsters, uh, Hawkinson, and now probably Adrian Peterson on a healthy yeah. dose of uh, screen passes as well. Uh, Matthew Stafford's a great quarterback. Um, he's uh, got one of the most talented arms in the league. 
um, and he's got a good group of receivers. Um, their offensive line is nothing spectacular, but we didn't do anything against them last year. Um, that is a point of concern. I, I, I think based off of last week, we, we may be in a, a few shootouts, and I certainly like our chances uh, to score at home against a, a secondary with considerably less real experience than the Minnesota Vikings had last week. Uh, and uh, I hope that's the case. Harrison uh, Smith behind him. I hope that's the case. That's why uh, I love to talk to you because sometimes when I get uh, down in the shits and I'm taking a shower and things go south, I start going, man, we don't have Kenny Clark this week. He is integral to the uh, middle of that defensive line right now. I don't know where Kiki King, Kingsley's uh, been. I don't know uh, how we're feeling about uh, Lancaster holding up for every snap that he's going to need to be there. But the three-headed monster of Adrian Peterson, who's done it to us for damn near a decade. And yeah. Swift and Carrion Johnson, who I think is so damn underrated, man. He's a uh, – I mean, he's a – He's a shifty, good bruiser. He's 5'11", you know, 200, what, 210 pounds, 215. He's that running back, man, and that, that, that can eat up a lot of time with us. And it takes one interception, takes one turnover to change that momentum, and all of a sudden the possession of time is in favor of Detroit like we had in favor last week against the Vikings. That's well, what you know, you don't hang 520 yards on a Mike Zimmer defense. Uh, and we did, and and if you think about it, uh, uh, the the long drop by Valdez Scantling, the second one he wouldn't have probably made very much. Didn't realize that until I watched the play today, and and he was uh, inexcusable drop, but big yeah. yardage lost on the other one, big yardage lost on the miss of Devontae Adams for a touchdown. Yeah, uh, we we uh, should have been uh, in the fifties and uh, six hundred yards. I, I think yeah. I think. Uh, Lafleur is 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 brilliant, and I think that uh, as we're able to rotate the young guys, Lagura and and uh, uh, and Dylan, in more frequently, uh, and plus incorporating the the rest of this new offense. Yeah, I I like uh, I, I like, like the movie. Is. I think we're going to be a very difficult team to stop. I see a lot of long drives. Yeah, I like the movement. Uh, Deguara was on the injury list again uh, today, so uh, you know. Chins, he, he's going to be a game time. He, he, he'll be fine. Um, I, I'm surprised, you know, well, surprised you haven't mentioned our boy from Wisconsin for a uh, who's going who's gonna to pull up on him. You know, he's going to be the number four receiver, Quentin Cephas. And uh, <clears throat> well, we talked a long, long time about him. We got Josh here. Jackson to, 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 to play up against him. This is a, uh, you know, Big Ten rematch. Let's see it. Let's see. Yeah, Cephas, we've talked about him for a long time. Uh, he's incredibly talented. And he'll catch anything. He's got a huge, <laughs> he makes his own huge. Uh, see, here's the truth of the podcast. This is where it's going to come out right now because I did not. <laughs> I love them as a badger. I love all the badgers. I, I you know, anytime I'm squeaking the chair all over, but I love all the times we get the badgers going to the pros. And unfortunately, they don't turn out as great as they, we would like them to be. Well, Rondane. considering where he was drafted, where we could have had him, I, I think. And we've seen went, every other wide receiver with a toad forty speed like he had. Well, I think Cephas went in the fifth round. I'm not. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Um, however, he's the only Badger wide receiver uh, I have ever uh, tooted uh, their horn, and kind of yeah. an interesting tie into this week. Yeah. But the number three overall pick, Okuda, 
the cornerback from Ohio State, who will be playing uh, against us this weekend, said that Quintess Cephas is by far the best wide receiver he played against in college. Yeah. And he had his way with Okuda. And Okuda is he's the number three overall pick and a stud. Yeah. Uh, Quintess Cephas is going to make a name for himself in this league. And unfortunately, uh, the beginning of that's going to come against us. Yeah, well, he, I think he got like 10 targets last week. That's an incredible number for a rookie to get in the first game. That I is. mean, I know he, I, I know Stafford was slinging the ball all over, but he was hyped big in uh, in pre-camp, so that makes the uh, Galloway uh, Galladay can't pronounce his name because I don't care about these lions. They're well, just dirty, dirty, nasty animals, man. And I, I look at this roster. And, let's, just, let's not forget a bunch of dogs, man. Biters. Uh, these guys are just a bunch. Uh, there's a bunch of dogs on this team. Daniel Almeida's on, uh, on their team. Uh, I just the one that scares me is the one that did the damage last year, and that's Marvin Jones. Yeah. If, if yeah. he doesn't have, if, if we don't have to respect Galladay, uh, that uh, that probably means a lot of Jair Alexander on, on Marvin Jones. Yeah, and T.J. Hawkinson didn't have a bad game last week either. I mean, they got. Uh, I just and Matthew Stafford is just always game to play. Aaron Rodgers. It's just their defense. Nothing's going to scare you. I don't, you know, I don't care about the storyline about the quarterbacks because cornerbacks because what's our story on our receivers aside from Devontae Adams? You know, everybody's. You know, we have three guys. Our number four is who? You know. Well, it. it, it I guess it's going to be Saint Brown. He, he apparently. He, he's out. Hurt. He's out this week. Yeah, he was hurt. Yeah, um, and he's he's still hurt. So. Um, well, you know, you've got, uh, you've got the rookie Malik Taylor, uh, and then beyond him, uh, you have Irvin who spent an awful lot of time in camp with the wide receivers and not the running backs. Yeah. And, and just, you know, think of all the damage that Brady used to do with a, with a quick slot receiver. <sighs> There's, uh, you know, <laughs> all day. There's so many different weapons. Dink and dunk, dink and dunk. So I, you know. I, I'm uh, I'm feeling a little better. Thanks for that. I, I'm feeling a little well, Our offense looked great. Our offense, you know, the second time I watched the game, it looked even better. Although I can't – listen, Aaron Rodgers has given MBS two chances. He'll give him a third, but he might end up, you know, getting looked over too as soon as EQ comes back for some of these tosses if he keeps, you know, alligator arm in some of these passes. I love him, but uh, that one was just – it was tough to watch because it was a touchdown, and that and that's a and that's a lack of confidence. And then you hear Rogers saying how he beats himself up. Well, ugh. get your head right, bud. We need you. Well, I liked I like what Adam said, and Adam said that he was most proud of uh, uh, MVS uh, for the catch. You know, Rogers came right back to him, hit him on a bomb down the middle. He makes the tough catch, and and had in, in the past. Uh, that's one of those things that seemed like it got into his head. And he came right back um, after the two drops uh, with, with two huge catches. I think, I think, uh, I think uh, big things, big things. And he just, he's just so different. You know, a guy. Hey, hang on a minute. I got to pause. Uh, and we're back. Hey, so continuing on with Marquez uh, Valdez uh, scamming. I think that you're you're going to see the blossoming of of a, a, a great asset for the team at six four with four three speed. You see why he gets the opportunity to have some of the drops that he's had um, because he's open and because he can get open. 
and he's got a huge catch radius. Just just a, a couple of things uh, to, to, to bring in from the very recent past. James Jones. How many times did we see James Jones hit in stride and drop the ball in his first three years? And he turned out to be really solid. Another, another one, uh, 2000, I don't know, seven years ago, uh, the game with Buffalo, Jordy Nelson makes the drop that not only cost us the game as a 95-year touchdown, not only cost us the game, but it cost us home field throughout. And let me remind you, that's the season of the debacle in Seattle in the championship game. Life oh. different at Lambeau. Thanks for bringing that up on the first podcast. Let's uh, let's no, that's that's for another day. <laughs> he has a chance to be something rare. Yeah, yeah, that's an opportunity missed, man. I agree. I, MVS, I hope he turns out to be something just like you said. I mean, he's got the wheels that has separation like we haven't had. We don't have anybody that's had separation speed on the Packers who has confidence in their hands, and uh, he needs that. He's fifty percent right now, so hopefully next week he gets better well and you see you see even based i hate to bring up the drop again but based on the crosser um that that he's running the whole when you watch him he's running the whole route tree Uh, in the last two years he's been essentially a burner uh post guy yeah Uh, now he's running the the whole route tree and he's a he's he's a game breaker if if that's your number three you got to be uh you got to be pretty happy with the performance even with the drops yeah we'll we'll take that all day We'll take that all day. Well, all right. Uh, you know, some, some couple things. That I, I just don't know about the defending I'd done so many of our conversations about the Packers' lack of a weapon in the drafts. And uh, I kept saying, you know, our weapon was Jay Sternberger. And uh, I don't even know where he is on the team right now. I, I, uh, I drafted him on an early uh, cheesehead fantasy uh, team that I'm in, and it did not uh, it did not pan out. I mean, he was yeah, he hasn't panned out yet. He's going to be just fine. Remember, he was on the COVID list, missed a lot of practice, and when you don't have preseason games and not a lot of practice, exactly. But when that happens, Eric, doesn't it usually turn into you've lost another season? Once you've get, been injured in the preseason, much like he did last season, and he gets injured, and then you lose that time, you're behind the eight ball, and all of a sudden, Deguara is is getting targets in the game and he's yep. making receptions and making an impact and jace is watching his 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 play count and he's turning into a blocker which i'm not sure we drafted him to be a blocker so he's uh he's one i'm looking to watch this game to see if he gets any kind of looks or if they put him in any kind of position multifaceted kid yeah um but but you know covid he didn't have it um but he had to quarantine he missed some practices i think that's a little bit different than, than coming back from an injury. But I think you saw him. He started to play a little bit second half last week. Um, I, I think he's going to be more and more into it. You know, the, the, the papers said that, that Degara had uh, one target or two. And I'm like, well, no, he had three. There was the, there was the one that uh, Kendricks blew up yeah. in the backfield and Rogers just threw it at his feet. Yeah. But that was a, that was a design tight end um, that didn't work. Rogers missed him. I did see an interesting critique today stating that, um, that uh, Degara had turned turned too early, therefore not reaching the speed and not hitting the mark where Rogers threw the ball, just barely. But that was a that uh, he's behind Kendricks there. Um, that maybe scores if that's a connection. 
you hit a guy in, in full speed on the sideline like that. That's a, that's tough play. We got so many, I can't believe we're, I'm talking about the weapons we have at tight end and running back and wide receiver because nobody, nobody out there nationally is giving us credit for, for squat. Yeah. yeah. A little bit this week. I love but, it. I love yeah. the underdog role. Absolutely. I, I love that position. And uh, AJ Dillon, how many, how many, how many realistic carries would you want from him? I mean, <laughs> two carries, 14 yards. He had an eight yarder and a six yarder. That's uh, um, that's two carries. Um, you saw when he hit Kendricks. Now Kendricks is a man. There isn't a better guy in the middle in the league. Yeah. He went back two yards before, <laughs> before yeah. he pushed. Yeah. He's got some unbelievable legs on. I, I just think, uh, you know, he, he's, I can't wait to see what happens on the team when he gets 10 carries and you got Williams in, in, in a receiving role at some capacity, there, getting his touches and Jones getting, you know, 15 to 18 and see what we do to teams, you know, do to teams like, dare I say what Cleveland did to the Bengals last night. He's got, we got a tough, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he's got a tough, he's got a tough situation because you got, you know, Aaron Jones, one of the top backs in the league. Uh, you got Jamal Williams, one of the top backups and a yeah. quality receiver. And what what he can do that I don't know about Dylan yet is, you know, what's the most important thing if you're playing running back with Aaron Rodgers on the field, blitz yeah. pickup. Yeah. And I, Dylan at 250 pounds or 247. <laughs> and, and the way he it's likes time. to hit and the way he blocks, mm -hmm. he should be absolutely fine there. Yeah, uh, he's a rookie, and he's got some guys, uh, guys, guys with miles um, ahead of him. Yeah. And then throw in Tyler Irvin too. How many more? Mm. How many plays Delicious. is Tyler Irvin going to get? Six, eight scripted plays a game. I mean, he just does nothing but make plays. Yeah, yeah. And he is going to get worked in more. I, where do all the touches go? What am I thinking? Ten touches for Dylan? I don't know. It's exciting. Anyway, it works out. But uh, give it to me, man. What's your prediction? Uh, I, I have this one, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to go with this one at 37, 24. Dude, you're going high again. The Packer win. You're going high again. On I don't points. think Detroit, Detroit without, uh, with, without a line, a defensive line that's pressure with weak middle linebackers and with a uh, completely depleted secondary. Um, I like Aaron Rodgers as I think Aaron Rodgers it, 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 I, I think he might, he's going to throw for three or four and 350 plus. I, this is a game that's set up for him. He's at home. He seems comfortable. You know, this whole mystery about him watching 2010 tape and discovering yeah. the only thing I can think of is footwork. Yeah. And this arm angle, there's footwork. What else is there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, footwork, position, see it. And uh, man, he got the ball out quick last week. So I hope he continues to do it. Uh, my prediction, I, I, my gut's telling me we're going to get back down to earth. It's going to be a uh, 31 to, you know, Detroit and, and Peterson. We're not going to have that many series. I, I worry about our run. Our rush is going to be fine. But, you know, we get 31. They're coming in 24 easy. So, uh, and I hope it's uh, – 24. And I hope it's not at the last minute. Oh, you, you picked 24 too? 37-24. Yeah, well – I got to tell you, that's where I feel good at. Uh, I don't think it's going to be another field goal game, but it does make me worried. So that's what it is. That's where we're at. 
anyways. Who else is playing in the league? Uh, I mean, who, is, who are the Vikings playing? Do you know? And who are the Bears playing? Anybody we got to be worried about? I don't know, but I did just uh, just uh, this afternoon late. There was a breaking story. There was apparently uh, uh, an attempt uh, made to get a team in Duluth. And apparently the, the deal was uh, was uh, stopped by the Wilf family, uh, owners of the uh, Vikings, um, because uh, they felt that uh, if Duluth got a professional team, um, that Minneapolis would want one as well. And, <laughs> uh, what kind of trouble that <laughs> And the anyway. knife has been twisted. Beautiful. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I don't know who they're uh, who they're playing. I, I I'm pretty much concentrating on Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I see the Bears are playing the Giants, uh, the Vikings. I just don't really care who they're playing. I feel like it's going to be a team they're going to lose to because of the way they looked last week. Oh, when they're playing the Colts, uh, I predict my uh, fantasy flex start, Jonathan uh, Taylor, is going to go for 270 yards and six touchdowns. So enjoy that, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, really, really excited to wrap up episode one of the Acme Army podcast. Everybody, remember, if you want to check out the podcast uh, and shoot us an email, ask us a question. Let us know how ridiculous this was, how stupid it was, how great it was. Get your feedback on the Packers. Uh, don't remember, just forget, uh, I'm going to edit that one. Remember to email acmearmypodcast at gmail.com with your takes. And also check out the video podcast on YouTube. That's coming soon at the Acme Army po- podcast page on YouTube. Uh, have a great game, uh, everybody. Have a great weekend. Uh, we'll be back to re, uh, review uh, the Packer game uh, at an upcoming yet unnamed date. Yes. Um, but quite soon after the game, I have a sneaking suspicion this is so much fun. Yes. Hope you've had as much fun as we did. All right. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Eric. Thank you, everybody. And uh, we'll be seeing you after the game. Thank you, Eric. Have a great day. You too. That's it. We've done our duties. Job is done. Put on our chaplain. Blue note jazz, you know. Shoo we do I.